This podcast has been brought to you by Dutch Bros Coffee, filling you with happiness since 1992. Hi guys, welcome back to Serial Killer Junkie. I'm your host, Isla Burnett, and today we will be talking about David Berkowitz. So David Berkowitz was born on June 1st, 1953, and he was born in Brooklyn, New York. He was born to an impoverished Jewish woman, and he was actually adopted a few days later by um, a couple named Nathan and Pearl Berkowitz. And when he was a kid, he was actually really smart, but of course, all these murderers come with their own troubles, so he was troubled in, in his own way. And um, growing up, he had a really hard time coping with his mother's death, uh, considering that he was really close with her. And he actually enlisted in the army when he was 18, and he ended up serving in South Korea. And it says that he excelled as a proficient marksman. So after he served in the army, uh, he ended up returning to New York in 1974. And when he got there, he decided to get a job as a letter sorter at the U.S. Postal Service. And uh, a lot of his friends, um, he didn't have very many, but his friends and his neighbors and family always used to say that he was, he really liked to keep to himself. He was, he was kind of a loner. And so, uh, two years later, on July 29th, was when he started his killing rampage. So, on that day, he ended up shooting two teenage girls, and their names were Jody Valenti and Donna Loria. And uh, Valenti wasn't actually killed, she was only injured, but um, Loria did end up dying that day. And then a few months later, he ended up shooting this, cuff- this couple. Uh, the names weren't given, but um, the man received massive injury to his skull, which later caused um, a lot of brain damage. And then later in November, he ended up shooting another two teenage girls. And again, the names were not given. But with this, uh, one of them ended up taking a lot of damage. And she ended up becoming uh, paraplegic, which is just paralysis of the lower body. And then police began to kind of connect these together after this point. So then, um, however, they didn't catch him. So next, on January uh, of 1977, he attacked another couple. And this was Christine Feud and her fiancé. And it doesn't talk about what happened to her fiancé, but she was shot in the head and later it ended up becoming fatal. And in all of his murders, he, ends, he ended up using uh, the same gun. He used a 44 caliber, and a lot of people ended up calling, started calling him the 44 caliber killer, which then evolved into uh, what they called him Son of Sam. So then later that year in March, uh, he ended up shooting and murdering a college student named Virginia Voskirchian. I think that's how you pronounce the last name. I'm not quite sure. Um, and then again in April, he shot another couple. Don't know why he's shooting a lot of couples, but uh, he shot another couple. Uh, this was Valentina Serrani Sur- and Alexander Esu. I think that's how you pronounce the last name. I'm not quite sure. Um, but uh, he left a letter, and he actually addressed him. He addressed this to the NYPD, and he called himself Son of Sam. Now he left notes at every scene, but this was the first time he actually called himself the son of Sam so they knew exactly who they were who they were looking for. So his final kill was on July 31st, 1977, and these uh this was Stacy Moskowitz and Bobby Violante. 
Now, Stacy Moskowitz actually died. Um, however, Bobby, he ended up living. He was just blind in one eye. And then later, due to the injuries, he lost most of the vision in the other eye. So, um, with this, they ended up catching him because someone saw something that could help the police, which... Uh, someone saw a man getting into the car with a parking ticket. And so that day, there was only a handful of parking t- tickets given out, and one of them was Berkowitz. So he was finally arrested on August 10th, 1977. And he actually said something that they quote to this day. He said, well, you got me. I don't understand how these murderers just say these kinds of things. Like, they're like, oh, well, you finally caught me. Like, I, I don't understand how cool with this he is um but yeah so once he was brought in he actually claimed that he was the reason he did this was because he was told by his neighbor his neighbor's was uh, name was sam carr and how he was speaking through his dog which uh berkowitz claimed that his dog was a demon possessed labrador retriever named harvey which is i don't even i have no words for that But he ended up going through uh, a lot of psychological evaluations, and in the end, he was declared competent to stand trial. So he ended up pleading guilty to six killings, and he actually ended up also pleading guilty to the fact that he set, like, 1,500 fires all across New York City. And so, in the end, he was sentenced to six 25-year sentences. I will let you do the math on that. I'm pretty sure I think that's 125 years, but... don't quote me (laughs) and then it's actually said that after the judge declared this uh verdict he tried to jump out of a window which i think it's so weird because he even pled guilty you know like what did he what did he think was gonna happen but yeah so ever since then he's actually still alive today um since his arrest he retracted the dog story so he was like oh it was just a hoax which i think is so so weird still he also said something that he had been part of a violent cult that helped him carry out these murders and that and then he started blaming his um his neighbor's kids and he said that those are his fellow members which i think is so interesting how it's just going through but so yeah and then later he ended up becoming a evangelic christian while he was in prison so instead of uh, referring sorry uh, referring himself to son of sam he now prefers son of hope and he actually wrote a book so i mean that's kind of interesting and then he ended up uh in 2017 he had been transferred to a correctional facility or he he had been transferred from the correctional facility excuse me to a nearby hospital because he had some really awful health issues and that he had to undergo some type of heart surgery all right guys so i hope you enjoyed today's podcast on david berkowitz if you want to learn a little more about him you could always go to uh the biography uh, website i used um this is where i go to do a lot of my research for a lot of these criminals it gives you really good evidence and there's a fact check and they always make sure that they strive for accuracy and so if you would like to learn a little bit more about him or want to even just do some research of your own have at it go check out some of these websites And then if you'd like to learn a little bit more from him, he actually wrote a book. Um, It's called Son of Hope, The Prison Journals of David Berkowitz, which was published in 2006. And he even has a website that are run by his supporters, which 
I don't know why this guy has supporters. <laughs> but if you'd like to check that out, um, have at it. It's It looks like it's free, and then you could always check out the book at maybe a library. Or if you'd like to buy it yourself, then go right ahead. All right. Well, thank you for listening. Um, this may be my last podcast. Um, I haven't decided whether I'm going to continue this because this was really for uh, an assignment for school. But honestly, I really like doing it. So I might continue these. I'm not completely sure yet. But um, just in case I don't make another video, I don't want to say tune in next time. But um, yeah, I hope you enjoyed the podcast. And I hope you liked hearing about uh, shocking and gory tales of this cold-blooded killer.